0: and welcome to episode 26 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an economist and an artist walk into a podcast and stuff happens. How are you, Stephen?
1: I'm great, Anne, I'm really good. I have been um, on a, a beautiful run of books
0: oh. recently.
1: Um, I find that um, everything from my, my job to my, uh, the, how I parent my kids to just how I think about things tends to be influenced by the kinds of books that I'm reading. Oh. Um, and uh, I've I've just, I've just been on a brilliant run of them. Like the last five or six have just been like, wow, you know, it's just been great. Like really good.
0: And we're benefiting like pod, this podcast is benefiting from your book reading because we had the yeah. beautiful insomniac city there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And um, it would seem today is going to also be benefiting from your book reading. Mm, mm. Um, So, yeah, so we're going to, today, to put it simply, would you say we're talking about trees?
1: Uh, We're talking about trees today. I'm like, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about trees in in a very, uh, trees in a literal, metaphorical, figurative, literature-y kind of way. It's all Mm -hmm. inspired by uh, this book called The Overstory. Um, Yeah. Which I uh, I read um, last week by a guy uh, called uh, Richard R- Rogers I want to say, um, and uh, it's it's uh, it won him the Pulitzer Prize last year, and um, it was it is a book about trees where the cent- it's a novel where the central characters in the novel are trees, and um, right. there are people in this novel and they live out their lives and they do things, um, but really they're not the most important thing at all and they're continually the, the, if you like, the vicissitudes of their lives, you know, some of them are paralyzed, some of them, some of them end up in jail. Some of them have lovely lives and some of them have crap lives and, you know, everything in between, but they're, it's all bookended by the uh, trees that are around them, you know, Um, and like it, 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 it makes a foray into discussing eco activism, perhaps even eco-terrorism, you know, where people are like actively blowing stuff up to save the trees. Um, You know, some of the characters we meet are actual literal tree huggers, you know, they chain themselves to trees. Um, And, you know, it it is a very insightful and incising kind of look into how we treat trees in capitalism. Because of course, there's a a brilliant quote in uh, towards the end of the book, uh, where they, they, there is one, one character who's kind of an academic, um, and she's got a, uh, she's got a fantastic, um, she's got a, a, a fantastic, um, encyclopedic view of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, one of the quotes of the book for me was, and here's a direct quote, uh, no one sees trees. We see fruit, we see nuts, we see wood, we see shade, we see ornaments or pretty foliage obstacles blocking the road or wrecking the ski slope, dark threatening places that must be cleared. We see branches about to crush our roof. We see a cash crop, but trees, trees are invisible. You know, that idea of like, so, so to me, Mm. uh, straight up. So I grew up in the city uh, in Dublin and there were very few trees around where I grew up actually. Um, It was near the sea. And um, uh, I I confessed that uh, if somebody had had said to me, this time two weeks ago, what kind of tree is that? I would have said, I don't know. Not only do I not know, I don't care. I'm not interested. Um, I understand the trees are important, but if I'm being honest with it, I don't give a shit. And uh, having read this book, I really, really, really give a shit about trees now. Okay. Um, this so it's book sorry, and to, my, to, it's, yeah. sorry it's
0: the over story by Richard Powers is that right yes
1: exactly, exactly. Cool, I cool. maybe said Richard Rogers but that's not him Richard Powers, yeah. <laughs> Richard Powers. he's a professor at Stanford um, yeah. who's won a bunch of awards and he has a very 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 odd writing style it takes a while to get into this book you have to spend you have to really in- you know, invest in the book and I guarantee you it will pay off
0: do you have to plant, plant deep roots and uh mine the soil? And I appreciate your tree related you know. punnage, <laughs> tree related <laughs> punnage.
1: Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> slow, that's true.
0: slow, slow growth. That's yes, true. um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're saying
1: bashed one of my children with the book by accident
0: because
1: oh, mm-hmm. my, my sort of technique for reading is to always have a book with me. So, okay. a bit like, you know, the way you're always picking up your phone to okay. check Twitter or whatever. So yes. I just have physically have the book. And so I, I, a particularly lovely passage caught me, and I'm always doing this. I kind of turned very quickly to tell my wife, oh my God, did you read this thing? And I m- malleted one of the children. Like, like you know, like I was really upset with the child and wanted to take it off its feet. That kind of. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not scoot. that big a guy, but I just 80- connected, you know, with good the middle a- guy. Good 80s yeah.
0: parenting there.
1: Yeah. 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 I went, I went full, you know, full eighties and then immediately dropped the book and apologized, and, you know, um, terrible. And they're still slagging me about, you know, uh, book or abuse, but um, the, 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 the book is, is great and it really Mm. does pay off, but it got to be thinking about trees as you might imagine. Yeah. The trees and time. So trees live on a totally different, um, uh, a totally different scale to us, Mm. you know, Trees are the oldest and the longest living organisms on earth. They never die of old age. Um, okay. The oldest the tree can't die of old age. The oldest, uh, 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 tree in the world is 4,800 years old. There are trees that are in America that are older than Christianity. You know, um, they need huge amounts of water. They can bring water up. They, they, they obviously, obviously produce a lot of oxygen for mm. probably, you know, um, I think on this podcast I've told you about my journey to the stromatolites before, haven't I?
0: This, well, okay, let's pretend you haven't, because I don't okay, remember. Cool. Um, <laughs> but no if way. someone listens back, I obviously wasn't listening. So there isn't tell us about
1: stromatolites again. Your man, <laughs> stromatolites, sick of him and his nonsense. Yeah. So, they, so stromatolites are living rock, okay. and they, they, oh. they, they, they almost certainly created life on Earth. And it was theorized for many years that stromatolites you can find them in fossils everywhere. They're very cheap, uh, cheap fossil, but uh, nobody thought they were alive until people went to Western Australia and found a bunch of them. Because of course it's in Australia. If you, go, if you don't know where a thing is, the chances are pretty high. It's in the middle or, the, or one end of Australia or the other. Um, and yeah, so they found it. So, so we went there. I, I dragged my family literally across the continent to see these things.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and they're just basically giant lumps in the water. They look like okay. beehive looking. Imagine a, a beehive made of rock that was also a mushroom. That's a bit like what a stromatolite is. And you can't get in the water, obviously, because these things are like a UNICEF. You know. Oh yes. Uh, uh, yeah, because you could break these things. But they're they're it, they're the equivalent of a city in the in the reef. They're, these animals live in there, and like wow. you know, it's like they're extraordinary structures. But the important thing is, they take in carbon dioxide and they pump out oxygen right? Nice. So they, they are, they, 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 these things were very, very prevalent and they, they need very salty water to live. So yeah. having helped, you know, having, having, having helped warm the planet up, they then ensured their own destruction by making more water, desalinating, and then, you know, uh, the rest is literal, you know, paleo history. So uh, yeah, so, so a bit like that for me, so I read about stromatolites about 20 years ago. and went, I don't have a bucket list, but if I did, there would be one item on it, which is, I need to see stromatolites before I die. Prehistoric creatures from beyond this, beyond time. Uh, I'm there for that.
0: Like wow. I'm, and that's
1: that's me. That's my holiday. I am now sorted. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um A bit like that. Since like last week, my bucket list now has a new single item on it. Right. I need to go and see these trees, these giant thousand-year-old trees, mm. because you, I'm. You know. A, a, a big preoccupation with this podcast recently, with this podcast with me, has been about the. I'm, I'm, I'm you're complicit in my. In my I insanity. am. I'm,
0: I'm your enabler, totally.
1: You're your codependent enablers, me. <laughs> that idea about? Is that idea about memory and time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And these things, they are memory. Right, they're just they're, they're the rings in this like they're they are memory and they their view of time is totally different. So I didn't know this, but trees can talk to each other.
0: Right. Did you know this? I've you know what? It's something I've kind of heard, and I feel like the most recent Star Trek series played on this idea with oh, yeah? um, the way they were able to jump. um The way they were able to kind of jump hyperspace was like riding this um, organic network. Of kind of mush, like fungus basing, I, I can't even remember it was obviously Star Trek made up but it seemed to be plugging into this idea of the networks that are organically in the world but putting them in space and stuff um, so but as I said m- a lot of my knowledge is off and I saw it on Star Trek or my friend told me something so you tell me the thing you've actually researched
1: well so what's cool about trees is that trees and fungi communicate with each other so if you walk and and, and trees are amazing at, at, at doing they're basically scientists right so right. a scientist asks a question of the world it sort of hypothesizes something and then sees what the answer is trees do this very very slowly and there's 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 loads of different types of tree and they're some of them they bribe uh, uh, animals they give them sweet things or sour things some of them they're very smelly to keep people away and they're they're they're, they're there, there's every kind of experiment being run by a tree mm-hmm. uh, at any given time. But one of the things is when you walk through, so, so have you ever heard of the um, uh, concept of forest bathing? No. You, so you go out into the forest. I don't know if you're uh, in your bathing clothes or not, but you go out in the forest basically and you kind of hang around and maybe do some chanting and stuff and you feel better. Yeah. And the idea is, why do you feel better after being in a forest? And the answer is because the forest is chemically bribing you. It's shoving loads of chemicals into, into the, it, it realizes, oh my God, these people are here. They're, these things, these living beings are here. They're going to help me uh, 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 germinate, pollinate, whatever. So I just need to give them something. Yeah. So the trees are, they're, they're, they're reacting. Uh, when the trees get attacked by insects, they release chemicals to to ward off the the, the insects and or, or, or to bring other insects in to fight the insects, hmm. you know, it's um, the trees are extremely good. They're extremely good um, when their roots connect together. Their roots will fuse and they will trade like in a market. They will trade um, nutrients back oh and forth.
0: God like, this is I I had no
1: idea about this two weeks ago. This is why, this is why the world is amazing. Yeah. Fantastic, because I didn't know a fucking thing about this two weeks ago. And now I'm like, ta-da, I'm all about the trees. So I went walking in Glenstall Abbey, which is near me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I got this app on my phone. And I am I, um, app like, like classic bog standard city lad. Okay. I, if you showed me an oak tree or a bee tree, I'd be like, I see a tree. But now because of this book, I see trees everywhere. Mm. And I'm like, what kind of tree is that? And this app is able to tell me because, of course, I still don't have a bog's notion. <laughs> <I can't be laughs> like, now I know what this tree is. It's like that's no, that's not a thing. I, I, I still don't know what they are. Yeah, um, but it's it's just it's fantastic, and um, I, I had no idea about this stuff. Um, and uh yeah it's 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 cool that, it's that,
0: it's funny yeah. actually that idea of when you know i think we we often talk about this when you hear a word you hear the word everywhere when you hear yeah. a, a, a make of car suddenly you see that car yes, everywhere yes, exactly. um i remember it and we 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 put a question out on our twitter to people about what what their favorite kind of tree was and why and, and we'll go through i'm going to share some of those in a while mm. but um obviously got me thinking myself and i think sometimes what gets to you when you're young stays with you and i was very lucky that i I grew up um quite near say mary Immaculate college in Uh in limerick so very near the city um but my back garden was out onto the playing fields and we had trees um behind our garden and I remember in school the way like I don't you know in first class or something you do your little project of what is this what is that and you'd rub a a leaf and you you yeah. know you write a little paragraph and mine was about the the horse chestnut and the horse chestnut uh, famously gives us conkers yeah. which are a huge part of childhood if you live near a place with conkers because they are things you collect they are things you stick uh, string in and have fights and have yeah you know see wh- which conquer lasts longer but I remember as well the other thing about it was um, the actual uh, twigs had little horseshoes on them oh you look closely at them and like this is something I learned a long time ago and it's just in there <laughs> because that's the time your brain is spongy and remembers all this stuff but it, forever you know I kind of had this thing about Oh, I love, I love, I love horse chestnut trees. I love conkers. I love, you know, and and the leaf is quite distinctive as well. Uh-huh. Um, but like that, I wouldn't. I, I, I'm like you in a way. Like I, I, I didn't grow up in nature as such. Um, but when I did learn anything about nature, it would stay with me. And yeah. I think a very uh, just staying on the point, but going slightly off it as well uh i was um we i'm very lucky as well that i do now live in in limerick city but i have trees in my back garden oh lovely which is as you can imagine an okay. absolute luxury and but they're getting a bit big and there's a bit of a danger with with storm mm fergus geraldine whatever's coming next you know they're just they're coming at us so we have to for for the sake of the tree and for the sake of 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 safety maybe get them get them pruned a bit and i've had two people come into my garden just i said just can you tell me how much it would cost whatever and both of these people have said would you not just get rid of them
1: oh you're
0: just gonna have to do this every few years would you not and i'm like I have a tree. No. I've th- I, I three, no. actually three, three trees in my garden. And they're like, would you not like like you're just gonna have to do this few years? And I'm like, yes, I will pay you every yes. few years. Yes. <laughs> you're doing yourself out of a job. But I and I think it's even that way of how and we talk about how we view the world, you know, and what, what is valuable to some people and what isn't to others. Mm-hmm. Like the notion that I would just get rid of these trees, lose all the the, the sound of them. Yeah. The, the, the life in them everything they bring um, apart from maybe a little bit fear of, of them getting a bit big or that everything they bring into my life is peace and, and, and loveliness and yeah. there's even one of them is an ash and if you sit underneath it um, a certain time of year you'll actually feel the sap like gently drip like it, it's like a drizzle it's like yeah. drizzle you know and it's yeah. you know there you have to sweep up leaves or whatever but I mean the idea that you just ah well you know what they're awkward just get rid of them um, to me was very bizarre and alien and bizarre, and and to you as well.
1: Well, so, so even, so for, if you'd asked the Steven of two weeks ago, should I chop down my trees? I would like, I would, I would answer it like every economist, does it make you happy? Mm -hmm. And you clearly does, right? It makes you and Jenny happy. And that's cool. Um, and then I would say there is a risk associated with this thing. Have you got insurance on your property? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So it makes you happy. You've captured the upside. And if it falls down and wax your gar and uh, wax wax your shed or whatever, you you have insurance.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Problem
1: solved. We're done. <laughs> it's, it, that's
0: it. And then the the artist slash citizen of the universe type person in me is like, why would I mess with something so beautiful yeah. and and natural and bigger than me? And as you say, like, ain't like I don't know how the trees aren't that old, like but they're they are probably older than me do you know and um just that that's i think it's a funny thing as well like when i take photos and so get photos from my childhood and the trees are in the background and it's that idea that they're there all the time yeah Um, and we change we look different but they're just there and you said trees can't die of old age so it's always like environmental it's
1: growing now now there are moments where trees do die right so obviously Mm -hmm. they they get diseased Um, there's a brilliant piece in the um in the in the overstory book where uh billions of trees are wiped out by a blight um in the late 19th century in in the the in the um in the u.s in particular um, and of course they they die they die they die horribly in fact but even when a tree dies it, 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 if you just leave it there it becomes an amazing city it, even rotting it becomes this extraordinary thing you know mm. um but uh yeah so 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 left alone uh, assuming nothing nothing gets them they're hit by lightning or whatever they get ripped up by a storm they'll just keep going
0: yeah it's amazing
1: like they're they're um they're they're sort of I think of them now kind of like, I think of them as imagine if a scientist was a city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how I think about them. Okay. And I, I had, um, I've, I've, I've ordered a, a couple of books on trees cause I, I don't uh, know enough about these things now. And I really do feel like, um, I really do feel like there's a giant gap in my education that I just need to, uh, you know, like I knew about biodiversity, right? I knew about the fact that trees were good for photosynthetic reproduction, good for oxygen, good for global warming, you know, very good to keep soil together, good for flooding. I knew all these, but these are basic things that every punter knows. Mm. I had no idea that these things created chemical marketplaces underneath the ground. I had no idea that there's a tree. It's it's a, it, 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 it lives underneath the, um, it, it, it goes from south america to north america it's hundreds of miles long it's underneath this the it's the it's called the understory okay. right and uh this thing is one of the old it's 180 million years old and every so often it pops a tree up from its root mass oh my you know God. um yeah no it's it's just the stories you 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 hear about this you're like wow you know um and uh, and as we saw from, from our, our Twitter poll, uh, lots of people feel kind of the same way. There's sort of a, a feeling of uh, extreme positivity towards the trees.
0: It's it's it, absolutely, and I couldn't get to that. Now it's like, um, I I do. Did you ever read the Asterix books when you were growing up? Yeah, Asterix comics. Yeah, yeah. There was a little thing like I was, uh, there was a little touch put in those books that dogmatics, the little dog, uh loved trees. and if ever a tree got knocked over he'd cry and it was just this little thing in all the books it wouldn't happen in every single book but if ever dogmatics was next to a fell tree or a tree that had knocked over or sometimes his owner Oblix had huge strength and he might knock a tree over he then realized dogmatics would be mourning the loss of the tree and it's this thing that just Like that, that stuff that gets embedded into you when you're, when you're younger. uh, What I liked
1: about Asterix is that the jokes get better as you get older. For example, the wizard who's also the pharmacist is, his name is Get-A-Fix. Get-A-Fix. When I was a kid reading that, I was like, that's his name. And now I'm like, oh, Get-A-Fix. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. He's Asterix's dealer.
0: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) oh,
1: okay. All right. Yeah.
0: I, well, I, was, yeah. I remember there was a there was a, a, a guest, uh guest uh, there was a character in one of the books whose name was Chief whose morals are elastics. <laughs> yes, yes. And apparently, yes. when I was small, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I um, you know was a bit into drama as you as no surprises there. And my mother used to slag me that because even if I'd be playing soccer out the back garden, uh, if I jump like if I was in the goals, I would jump and I'd, jump, I'd save. I'd kind of check my fall apparently I'd check to see how I'd landed Okay. and she used to call me Anne whose actions are dramatics so I, I, I like that I, I'll take respect. that respect Respect. I think Respect. you could, surely there's a, some kind of quiz of what is your, what is your asterisk name?
1: <laughs> there's a BuzzFeed quiz for that.
0: There has to be. And we're going to get to BuzzFeed quiz in a moment. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm i probably landing Keen in it now, uh, who we have said goodbye to, but is still editing us from remotely. Um, but he, maybe he wants to put some nice music under this or something relaxing or whatever. I was going to read out some of the lovely responses we got so basically i oh, uh, tweeted oh, out literally what kind of tree do you like and why yeah that was it and some of the responses were very poetic so joanne webb said all of them but if i have to choose cherry blossom as it makes me believe in magic when you stand under a petal rain jacaranda and african flamboyant with their amazing colors and the oak Because it's just badass. (laughs) Um, And apparently there's a there's a lovely tour of the trees in the People's Park uh, that Ormson House pointed out that you can you can go on a walk uh, around the seasonal cycle. Um, Shane Hickey O'Mara said the willow. We've always had one in our front in the front garden of my mom's house. It's older than I I am. And it symbolizes home, I suppose. And this is lovely from Joe O'Brien cherry blossom for happiness oak for strength rowan for art and holly for christmas reads. Class. um yvonne ryan fogarty says oak they support so much life and biodiversity they spend years living years dying decomposing and they are the perfect circular system they communicate and adapt they are simply a marvel and Neve McGowan dropped in, snap. Although I like them even more after your answer. <laughs> and was it um, Chemtrail Pilots Association of Ireland? Series like. of, Le- <laughs> of Lebanon, just a beautiful looking tree. Fantastic examples in Ireland and some, a great example in Adair. And I quite like this. Anna Banana, it was Anna Cregan, says, the monkey truck. Oh, gosh, Anne, come on. You can speak and read. Monkey puzzle tree. Beautiful, organised, and there's something F you about their leaves. That's true. Um, Oh, and the Native Woodland Trust got in touch. And they said, wild cherry. Native Irish tree. Grows up to 25 or 30 metres high. Tons of flowers for pollinators in summer. Cherries for birds and animals. And me. In autumn. And then stunning foliage until winter. That's lovely. And neve mcgowan says oak trees for a feeling of ancient stability and this one alder alnus gl- glutinosa so again one of the more the more uh, technical terms from felix doran says they really don't give a feck about anything other than growing nearly anywhere enriching soil and feeding birds and insects and they aren't pushed on looking sleek or symmetrical either <laughs> <laughs> a few more Morris Kirby says the Rowan you beach and holly the Rowan because my eldest niece was named after her the you because of my love of older churchyard yard cemeteries the beach because I think it's simply our most beautiful native and the holly because of Santee. Um, and then Wendy Croy says the kind of tree that gives you shade on a warm sunny day purple wisterias in flower poplars and lions in the winter red maples Chestnuts, trees, blossoming. Patty Point says, birches as foundation trees for woodland. And uh, Vanessa says, weeping birch, they're pretty. Johan Dorling says, ash trees, they reach for the sky. And Ethel Rowan simply says, Rowan. And uh, someone uh, replied to me directly. Adam Trod said that uh, the acorn looks like a fairy's pipe. <laughs> so that was a be- some beautiful responses there yeah. but what was quite fun was um somebody specifically said oh yeah breeda stacy asked us to take a a, a a quiz what type of tree are you so Stephen, you and i have done this we have we have not uh, revealed to each other what type of tree we are so
1: this is a highly scientific buzzfeed quiz very uh, very scientific. important um and what we had to do was click on various um pictures of uh woodland animals and um uh forests and choose a word you like what is your mythical woodland creature <laughs> and all this kind of stuff <laughs> which is pretty great uh so so, so drum roll do you want to go first
0: age before beauty steven okay
1: awesome awesome <laughs> awesome
0: Ooh, Ooh burn.
1: burn so i got oak you are the mighty oak tree. You are a symbol of strength, resilience, and knowledge. Okay. Oh. Totally taking that. Oh, that one. oh my, God. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: That's it. So, I got ash. You are the fateful ash tree. You're a symbol of deciding one's fate and providing wisdom to those who seek it. You are sugary sweet.
1: That's fair. All right.
0: Well, look, I'll tell you, I might didn't have... As I, I did make this joke before we recorded, but I kind of feel like I, I can... I can make it again. I said my answers were slightly arbitrary. Uh, I no. oh. yeah, said that is really funny. Arb, arb, arb and tree. Arb. Uh yeah, no, I i did I some of the answers were, were weren't particularly close to my heart, but I went, yeah, that one. But yes, I look, hey, BuzzFeed doesn't lie.
1: gotta be honest. I did not give the uh, quiz, which I think I literally did while talking <laughs>
0: <to people laughs> about something else. I
1: didn't. I don't know that I that I really put. Um, I didn't. I don't think I invested the level of intellectual energy that maybe this BuzzFeed quiz required. Sure. So, so maybe sure. I didn't quite deserve the um, the oak thing, and maybe it's just random clicking.
0: You're um, you're a to- you're a toad's oak. Totes. Hashtag. Totok absolutely. <laughs> um well it's funny cuz um
1: Totok Totok
0: A friend of mine is 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 wonderfully tuned into nature. Um I go swimming with him in this lovely spot in the Shannon all year round and he's a great person to go into nature with cuz like that he brings it to life for you. Ah. And um there's this beautiful tree that we actually swim to. So if you get in to the river at this part of Anacotti... It's it's like a lake, it's very safe, it's really lovely and deep and you just, there's no pull, there's no current or anything. And if you swim from one side to the other, you're actually are swimming from Limerick to Clare. Oh. And on the other side, there is a willow tree. So it's not a weeping willow, but it's just a willow tree. And we kind of, when the weather's warm enough to go all the way across, because obviously once you go into colder months, you can't yeah. stay, the water as long. Yeah. And we we touched the tree and it's this kind of ritualistic thing um, a it's few so of us nice. do. <laughs> and uh, I remember him saying to me that I, I remember seeing a bit of like, like some of the, the branches were thinning. And I know if you remember in 2018, we had a very hot summer.
1: Mm, I wasn't here.
0: Oh, you weren't here.
1: I was not there. I was not there. I was freezing my ass off in Melbourne. Ah. <sighs> Yes. yes 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 so i uh, all of the people were you know we, we had the previous summer uh, for mm. the, your winter our summer we were saying it's 40 degrees we're melting this is a nightmare and everybody in ireland was like shut the fuck up we are not listening and we're not interested in your moaning go away mm. people in australia now and then there was a heat wave in ireland <laughs> in yes. the winter and everyone i was like oh my god it's too hot <laughs> <laughs> we were too classy we were too classy too classy too there was no bad.
0: told you so back back at you yeah,
1: There was a bit of a told yourself so vibe you know yeah well,
0: The yeah. the interesting thing that my friend willie said about the tree was uh he said that damage to it is probably from the last time ireland had this level of heat wage which was recorded in 1976 which was 42 wow. years ago and that it would take that long for that drought to affect it this is this is what he was saying now um as i said my friend told me you know and and i believe him (laughs) and but actually for our wedding myself and, and and jenny we we harvested a little branch we we thanked the tree for it you know thank you for the for you know don't want to be just yanking it off and and for our our wedding we took a little bit of water very clean water from the shannon and we we wrote our own ceremony, but there was one point we, we actually did that kind of Catholic thing of of throwing water on people. Okay. But instead of holy water, it was this this river water and we were dipping the bits of the branches into it. And it was really fun because my family and Jenny's family were like, you know, I love your... Uh, your beautiful symbolism and everything, but like <laughs> you're drenching us. <laughs> Please stop.
1: Please stop with the symbolism.
0: <laughs> but it's funny, That's like even th- even that idea, like w- with the tree, you know, of kind of that, re- like it's so important. Yeah. In our life, when we go and swim to this tree, and, and that sense of ritual around it, and also that sense of, as I said, like taking the branch, but kind of
1: mm-hmm. thanking
0: and not being like I don't know. Uh, flippant about it even though I'm flippant about a whole lot of things in my life on a daily basis it was that kind of little little moment was um it's a very important tree in my life and it it they just have the significance that I suppose you now are really really um sensing as well
1: yeah I guess I mean I think I think my my um like basically the only thing I would have known about trees as hawthorn, mm. so, so basically, you don't mess with it. That's okay. a, the sort of thing is, you know, oh, there's fairies there, there's a whole thing, you know, and, and the vibe is like, just leave it alone. Yeah. We could have another discussion if you like, but it's now gonna change the, the, the operational sort of message to you, which is leave those things alone. And it's really, really interesting. Hawthorne is is, is undying. It's in, in Irish culture in particular, mm. it's filled to the brim with uh, death and sex and superstition. Um, it's often called May Bush. Um, uh, Evan Boland, the poet, she called it the... Uh, uh, something with an aura, a superstitious aura, right? She said that Hawthorne had a superstitious aura. She died mm. recently fantastic poet and, um, also a professor at Stanford actually. Um, but yeah, she, she, she was one of Ireland's, you know, great, great poetry poets. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, when the hawthorn is in full berry, it's well understood that that's when Halloween is, you know? Okay. Um, Yeah. So it like, you don't mess with this plant, you leave it alone. It does its thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. That, that would be pretty much the only thing I, I, I know about this. This stuff. I do
0: love that idea, though. You know, <laughs> like I'm a scientist or I'm an economist, I'm completely rational on that, you know. But I will oh, not mess it up. <laughs> I remember a number of years ago, as a long time ago now, there was. It was when they were building the um the the Bunrati bypass, or you know that whole road that's now the motorway to Galway. Um, there was a uh, a ferry fort that yeah was going to be plowed through and right. i remember at the time i was in i was in college and i was doing media studies and people were making uh we had to make little documentaries and someone made a documentary about this cool. and you see like these 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 um you see eddie lenehan who's a fantastic storyteller who actually was a teacher in my school and oh. shanaki and he's he's like you just you do not you do this you do not mess with the, the the fairy fort you don't you do not demolish a fairy fort. It is not not something you can do, you know. It's my terrible Eddie Lennon impression. And and then you see these, you know, um, developers and councillors going, oh, we need to build the road, we need to build the road, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Then there's this period of time where at the end, they didn't, they they went around it. But what was right. just really glorious was, you know, this this I don't see a local councillor or developer and he's there in his high hat, his hard hat and his high viz. But he's standing, like, next to the ferry fort. And there is a tape going around it. And basically, the road has been built around it. And it's like... Uh, yeah no we're building the road anyway do you know like like nothing nothing has been messed with here it's like you're literally building around the fort you know you're in, you're you're literally bending around it and you're there going oh no, no no progress went on and it's like lads you know and i loved it to me it was like I love it. it was this wonderful meeting of modern ireland and, and ancient yeah, ireland and yeah, and, yeah. And, and, a, and a compromise you know they came yeah, to a sure. compromise it was, it was yeah. so funny though yeah yeah
1: yeah it was like like it was like We'll just let the cars, you know, try to kill it with fumes or something. But let's not let let's not let that be us.
0: Uh, well, oh. damn it! As you said, just don't mess. Like, it's not going to happen on my watch. There, <laughs> um,
1: There's a there's a a brilliant quote from the Overstory, and I think it's a good place to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, <clears throat> at some time. Over the last 400 million years, some plant has tried every strategy with a remote chance of working. We're just beginning to understand and realize how varied a thing working might be. Life has a way of talking to the future. It's called memory. It's called genes. To solve the future, we must save the past. My simple rule of thumb then is this. When you cut down a tree, what you make from it should be at least as miraculous as what you cut down.
0: Okay. Come that is on. A, that is a Come beautiful. On. Come on. Beautiful you know, note. Beautiful it, note to end on. Every page of that
1: book has something like that on it. Oh, it's just a banger.
0: Wonderful. It's The Overstory by by Richard Paris. Yes. Okay, some more holiday reading or back to school reading, whatever you want to call it. Um, to so it's lovely again, and lovely as ever to chat, Stephen. And oh, until <laughs> until next week, have a good one.
1: Yeah, I, I will. And can I just say thank you to everyone who commented on uh, Twitter. We read them all, and um, uh, uh, just just keep doing it. And you know, you, you make the podcast better. And and thanks so much for putting it up there um, uh, over the weekend because it was it was brilliant.
0: Bit of fun. Always nice to interact. Not it's not just you and me talking to each other into an abyss. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, if it
1: Was sure it be great.
0: Absolutely. Until next week, Hun. Take care. Take care. You have been listening to Anne and Steve talk stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kian Reinhardt. Theme tune composed and performed by David Blake. Follow Stephen Kinsler on Twitter at Stephen Kinsella. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne Blake at Anne Blake 78 She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag Anne Steve Talk.